Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Amplify Yourself podcast. Thanks for joining us for this week. Jules, how you doing, buddy? Anytime the Jets win on a Sunday, it's a good week. <laughs> we got another win, baby. Let's go. Oh, my God. <laughs> we don't be... get many of them. Let's celebrate. Definitely. What do we, we talk about this week? Well, we want to talk about living below your means. It's, uh, it's going to be a really short episode uh, just because you and I believe that this should be short, concise, and people should really take this into consideration. Living below your means, Joe, what does it mean to you? Well, living below your means definitely for me is it, it show, it's a way to live comfortably. Yeah. I feel like the biggest thing that is in my mind when it comes to my day-to-day life is I want to be able to do things such as investments, but I also want to do things such as go on vacation with my family. I don't want to be living above my means, whether it's, you know, I'm paying too much for X, Y, or Z monthly Mm -hmm. to where I have to cut out all of the creature comforts or cut out, you know, traveling or fun things that we like to do because I'm living above my means and I have no extra money to do those things. Yeah. And a lot of times people, we look at it in a micro and macro way. The micro way is like, okay, I'm buying, and this is not me, but I, someone is buying an $8 Starbucks coffee every day. The Frappa, Mocha, Yada Lada, Bada, Honolulu, right? And so- (laughs) You're paying that. Okay, get a Keurig, right? Cut that out. And it's going to be, what, 75 cents or less for every one of your coffees, right? And that sort of stuff will add up. We we want our listeners to do a bit of a financial audit and see where you're throwing money away. A lot of times people are throwing money away, eating out, restaurants, ordering out, all that stuff. It adds up. So if you want to save money, do a financial audit, cut all that stuff out. Not completely. You got to Gotta live, you got to be little happy, bit, yeah. right? But if you find yourself eating out three, four, five times a week, man, that's going to be hundreds of dollars a month. And then we talk about the macro, the bigger things, your mortgage. If you are, you know, you're married and you have one kid and you're in the four bed, two and a half bath colonial with a finished basement and you're just making ends meet, you need to think about selling that place and going to a three bed, one and a half bath or a three bed, two bath that's a lot smaller and living comfortably for the next few years to save up. For sure. I think when you get into the macro, and I know where you're going with this, obviously, you know, vehicles is in that too. Yeah, huge liability. I think the hardest part for people to really take that step back and kind of take that step down the ladder, if you will, to get below your means is it's a lot of those things, the majority of those things are perceived as status symbols in today's Ego. world. Your you know, ego that will keep burn it up with you. the Joneses mentality. I know it's terrible. And, and people don't understand, you know, there are more people that you see driving cars that shouldn't. And, and I'm glad you brought up cars because you and I talk about it all the time. I mean, if you make $50,000 a year and you have a 70 or $80,000 car, what are you doing? This doesn't make sense. You, I don't care how much you love that car, what you think it's going to get you for guys. You think it's going to get you a girl. It's not going to get you the girl you want to be around. She only wants a guy with the $80,000 car. She's not in it for the right reason. Right. You, it kills me to hear that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. Annual household income is $110,000. We both have a $70,000 car. What are you doing? Cut that out. Drop that down for the next five years. And then start to invest that extra money to get financial freedom, to actually not keep up with the Joneses, to pass everybody and have financial freedom. Yeah. I think if you look at a lot of the people that are, are successful at some point in time when they first started out, 
that's exactly what they were doing. They were living below their means. They didn't have the big house right away. They didn't have the fancy car because they were reinvesting all of that money that they were saving by yeah. living below their means into generating more future income. Right. And if you do that over time, that money just comes. Right. And if you keep doing it and reinvesting it, you get to a point where now you can afford all those things, that fancy car, that fancy house, whatever it is that is going to, you know, maybe it's a goal that you have. Maybe it's something that you're working towards and you really do want that. Mm-hmm. You can get those things and you can still be below your means at that time because that's right. you have increased everything. Yeah. You know, I, I always think of, I'm not huge in reading like autobiographies on people. I do like, I like to kind of look at more interview type stuff. It's, Me too. It's more yeah. like real time. But Warren Buffett, he always comes to, to you know, top of mind when I think about something like this. The guy is one of the richest people on the face of the earth. He's lived in the same house for like 50 or 60 years. <laughs> yeah. And it's, when you look at it, it's a beautiful home, but it's like a, you know, four or $500,000 house. Right. He's not living in a mansion. That's right. You know, but the guy has more money than I could ever even imagine. And and you know what? Piggybacking off what you're saying, it's great to have goals, lofty goals, and want to be able to go on these lavish vacations and everything. And and if you're living below your means, you could do all that sort of stuff, and that's wonderful. But how about the fact that we talked about this earlier? Credit card debt in the United States has gone up three hundred percent in the last twelve months. COVID is still a thing, not necessarily as a health risk. I know it is, and we're not going to get on that topic. But the financial fallout right now, we are not going to see all of it for the next two, three, maybe even five years. We're already seeing it a lot. Three hundred percent, Joe. How many people were living paycheck to paycheck that aren't even living paycheck to paycheck anymore? That are literally treading financial water and are being thrown a brick instead of a buoy. People are going to go under, and it's scary. Yeah, I mean that not- old school mentality with your, with the credit cards. Just because you brought that up, you know, is gone. I remember when I first got my very first credit card when I was eighteen years old, um, and my parents told me that do not buy anything with that credit card. Unless you have the cash. Right. So when you go and you buy, I say you you buy a tank of gas. Now, you know, it costs you $100 to do that. <laughs> yeah. But back then, you'd go fill up for 20 bucks. Yeah. Right? I would take a $20, $20 bill, mm-hmm. and then I would put it in an envelope. I remember doing this when I was young, putting yeah. it in an envelope. And then when that statement came in, you had yeah. the cash available. Right. You're just building credit at you're that building point. building credit. Right. You're, you're, but right, now right. You're, it's being used as a bridge. It's bridging the gap between having and not having. Yeah. You know, you look right. at something and you're like, oh man, you know what? I, you know, I, I kind of want to do that little weekend getaway, man. I'm going to go to Boston for the weekend. It's going to cost me a thousand dollars between everything. Yeah. I don't have it right now. But I'll put it on a credit card, and, and I have some off. things coming in the next couple of weeks. Well, yeah. okay, that's cool. But guess what? What if one of those doesn't pan out? Yeah. What if that deal that you have falls apart? Right. You know, what if that you thousand job, or you lose your <laughs> job, or what if you, you know, God forbid, you get some bad news about your health? Whatever the situation might be, yeah. There's no definite in no. the world. You know what I mean? So you have to account for that variable. And if you start burying yourself in debt like that, I mean, that's just. Right. That snowball effect just happens very quickly. I think outside of going on lavish vacations and stuff, the scary thing for me, not personally, but looking at what's going on in our economy is the fact that I think there, to me, it's like a lot of people are out stuck at sea and they're really thirsty and dehydrated, right? And meaning they don't have money. And what do they do? They drink the seawater. And temporarily, yes, it feels good, right? You're using that credit card, but eventually it's going to kill you. 
right? right. I mean, if financially, it's going to kill you. It's scary. It's scary. If people yeah. don't tighten up right now, and it's not, it's not to scare you, it's like to freak out, but it is to get people to do a financial audit. Well, here's the thing too, right? When you think about it, why do people not like to do those things? Because it gives, well, it gives you sometimes when you look at that, right? And you have to step back and to sit there and say that maybe I shouldn't buy that because, okay, maybe even if, if you could afford it, but it's going to stretch you thin, mm-hmm. people feel like that's a bad thing. Right. Like they can't admit that maybe they just can't comfortably afford that. Yeah. You know, and my wife and I right now, we're looking at possibly selling our current home. We just kind of outgrew the functionality. I wish we outgrew the functionality about a year and a half ago. It would have been a little bit easier, but that just wasn't the case. But we've been looking around and we've had to look at some houses. We're like, you know what? We could afford that house, but we would have to really tighten our belt and we would have to mm-hmm. kind of put more money just towards the house and not do so many other things that we enjoy doing. And you have to admit that to yourself. And that's not a bad thing. That's being self-aware of the situation. Yeah. And, you know, saying that maybe we have to pass on that and we're, we, cause we want to be below our means because we, we do want to improve ourselves in the fact that we need a different home, maybe a bigger home or a quote, fancier home, whatever you want to do. But I also don't want that to be all that you have. You know, I still want to be able to, right. to take the kids away for the weekend or just say that, you know her and I are going to go away for a couple of days out of nowhere just because you feel like it. And you can, because you're living below your means and you have that, that ability. Yeah. Everybody start living below your means, really find out what your means truly are, live below them. You would be very surprised at how much money you can save. And then, like we said, take it the next step, taking that money and investing it to build passive income acquire assets, build passive income, and then get yourself to a point where living below your means is still living a great lifestyle, but it could take a year, two years, could take five years. But if you're not willing to do that, then you're, you're never going to be there. You're going to be living for retirement until you're 63 or 65. And then even when you get there, depending on how the stock market is doing or whatever your investments are doing, you're going to be at the mercy of those things rather than taking control right now. Yeah. I think being smart today, being patient, understanding that living below your means is very beneficial is going to create a lifestyle that what above your means is today is going to be below your means in mm-hmm. the future. hundred percent. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, it's just all about having that foresight and having the end game in, uh, in the crosshairs really. Yeah, I agree. Everybody do it. Just do it. Don't, don't turn this podcast off or listen to the end and then not do it. Start to think about your, uh, a financial audit where you can cut out the little, the micro, but then also the macro, that car payment. Everybody should start thinking about the car payment. If you have a hundred thousand dollar truck and you don't fill that truck with stone or concrete or whatever it is, and you don't need that, go get yourself a Honda CRV for 22 grand. I mean, get out of here, right? Knock it off. <laughs> Driving the hundred thousand dollar truck and just parking it in front of an office building for the whole day. Yeah, you wear a suit to work and you're driving a big old truck. Get out of here. So, all right. Well, with that being said, everyone, thank you so much for joining us. Take a look at our Facebook, our Instagram. We have some exciting stuff coming in the future. We have uh, the build out of our official Amplify Yourself website, and uh, we have some merch on there. That's right. That's right. A lot of cool things to come. A lot of uh, really cool interviews coming up that we're working on. So we're very excited. So with that being said, thank you for joining us today. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Crush the rest of the week. Have a great weekend. But most importantly, don't forget. Amplify yourself, baby. 